0: Hi guys, it's Margo here, and this week we do not have a regular episode for you, so I just want to say that uh, at the top of this, and also obviously my voice is not great right now, so hopefully that won't be too annoying, Um, but we don't have a true crime story today. Jenna is um, out of town, and I lost my dog on Friday, unexpectedly. So, I have been. I'm going to really try hard to not cry through this whole thing, but I have been devastated to say the least, and was in no mindset to be editing um, an episode this week. It was me and Mark, anyways. But so I will get that out either a random day later this week or next week. And then at some point, you know, I will we'll have an extra episode not a bonus but a real true crime episode because I know last week I had COVID so we didn't put anything out and then this week this happened and so I want to apologize that because of things going on in my my personal life um, you haven't gotten the episodes and the content that you've come to expect and I apologize um So I thought I would use this episode to just kind of remember and commemorate and tell you the story of my uh, dog, Izzy. I promise I'll try to make it not too depressing. Um, But if you're just here for the true crime, this probably isn't for you. Um, Really, honestly, it's probably more for me. I'm hoping it'll be a little bit cathartic because I've been kind of unable to function for a few days. And I also am not going to edit this because I think it'll be painful enough to try and get through it. Um, so I apologize in advance for all the ums and pauses and like that. So. I am struggling, and anybody who has pets or is an animal lover, or even if you don't have pets, you know, most people can understand how sad it is to lose a dog, and I guess I'm very surprised at how hard of a time I'm having, because I've experienced loss. I've lost all of my grandparents. We lost our mom six years ago, and that was, I mean, she was my... She was my best friend aside from Izzy. So that was obviously just devastating. Oh. It was something that I I didn't think I would get through. And Izzy was right there. Izzy is Izzy is the name of my bulldog. She's actually named after my mom's dad. His name was Izzy. I S I E. Which is a strange name for a man, but um She was she was just she was kind of my my best friend and my my support through all all the things in thirteen years, the good times, the bad times. Um and she was she was like family. You know, I know people hate it when when they hear someone say, Oh, my dog is like my child and I, I wouldn't say I don't have children. I can't understand that bond, so I would never Try to compare that, but she was she was family. She was more than a dog. I, she was a registered emotional support dog, and which meant that she could really go anywhere. And she did. I brought her everywhere. Um, so I got Izzy as a birthday 20, when I was 28. It was a she was a birthday gift and from my ex-husband, best damn thing he ever gave me. Uh, I had always wanted an English bulldog friend of mine in college drew he had an English bulldog named Bella and I had a pit bull named Capone and they were best friends and I would always take care of Bella and I was like wow these are such special dogs and I just always wanted one but I knew they had a lot of health problems and they were very expensive and it just never seemed like it just never seemed like something I would do I was more of a I've always been like find my dog by picking up a stray um but for my 20th birthday, my ex said, gave me this very cute card. And in it, it said, let's go pick out a bulldog of your own. And we drove. We were living in Atlanta at the time. We drove about an hour, hour and a half to Loganville, uh, to these people's house who had a litter of, of puppies. And we walked in, and there was 10 puppies. And we took them outside to to play with them and pick one. You know, there were puppies eight weeks old, rowdy and biting, and I picked out Izzy because uh, I actually I'd never had a female dog before, so it didn't really matter to me, but she was I picked her out because she was so relaxed. All these puppies are nipping and biting and kind of going crazy. And she was just kind of chewing on some grass, watching everyone. She was just so laid back, and that was definitely her her vibe, that was, that perfectly describes her, her entire life, um, she was so small, I'm sure you guys have seen me post pictures of her, she was, the most recent time we weighed her, a couple months ago, she was about 60 pounds, and when we got her, she could fit in, not one hand, but two hands, two hands, she, you could fit her whole little body, and we were living in a, in a high rise condo at the time on like the 17th floor or something. So potty training her was not easy, um, but she's a pretty easy dog. So I think it would have been a lot harder with a different dog, but she was potty trained pretty quickly, but get trying to get her from the condo to the elevator down 17 floors without her peeing in my hand or on the floor in the elevator. Um, but even when she did pee, people didn't really care because she was so adorable. She was so cute. Um, and as she got older, she was... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. She was the best dog ever. She didn't, never needed a leash. She got along with everyone. She would play. She was pretty active for a bulldog, but... Uh, but not hyper she loved like babies cats dogs squirrels she was just so so calm and loving and and warm and every I took her everywhere with me so I registered her as an emotional support dog Uh, I think that was not until after my perhaps after my mom passed I don't remember the exact timeline but while I was still with my ex-husband, we would bring her up to his lake, his family's lake house, and bring her out on the boat. We um, had a little puppy, like, life vest for her. And she would get right in the water, not in the middle of the lake, but, like, from the shore. She'd go right in the water. She even could swim a little bit. And I was always told bulldogs can't swim. Um, and she was just a very, very special dog. Uh, and when... I went through a very hard time in about a six month period. I, my, my mom died. I very quickly after that got divorced and then very quickly after that left teaching and was trying to find a career, make myself a career as a writer, which is what led me to producing and podcasting. Um, but during that time it was, it was a difficult six month period at least. Um, And I remember when I moved out of my house with my ex-husband, I didn't take anything. I didn't, initially I, you know, I had no furniture, nothing, just my clothes. And I remember getting in the apartment that first night and it was just me and Izzy. And I ordered pizza and laid down some blankets and we we sat and ate pizza on the floor and went to sleep on the floor and... It has been like that ever since, that she has never, I've never not been around her. I don't think we've spent more than two days apart, three days apart, maybe, because she came everywhere with me. She came, we went for a bachelorette to Flagstaff for my friend Jackie. She came with she stayed in the hotel. She even came out to the bar with us. Um, every time I drove from Atlanta to Tucson, when my mom was sick, I I drove so that I could bring Izzy because I didn't want to leave her and I enjoy a road trip and it's a long drive Atlanta to Tucson and we would we would try and do it quickly so it was often you know 17 hours in the car and a quick nap and then 17 more hours in the car Um, and she was always so wonderful she'd come into the gas stations with me we if we when we did stay over in a town, we'd go out and walk around and explore and she'd be right there with me and you get the idea. She was, we were never not together. And, um, and even, you know, this past year out here Having my kind of my dream job fall apart and not knowing what I'm gonna do and you know troubles with mark troubles with just you know just life she's always right there and and after thirteen years of that i I kind of don't know how to be without her right here especially the past year you know she's been slowing down for a couple of years but the past year or two in particular and then the past six months probably even more so and so I've been trying to prepare myself for this but I never really realized and I'm assuming people can relate to this that you have an older dog or cat or any kind of animal, I'd imagine. Your your life and your day kind of revolved around them, especially since I have had no job for a few months now. You know, I, I wake up in the middle of the night twice to take her out because she had uh, urinary problems and she would always pee in the house. I knew when I went out to run errands or something, I couldn't leave, her, leave for too long because I needed to get home to her she would go through periods where she didn't like her food so i was always buying different types of dog food always making her human food and we have i have baby wipes everywhere i have them at jenna's house at mark's house all over my house because she she has a, she was born with an, an inverted vagina which meant that every time she peed i had to wipe her so that she wouldn't get a urinary infection we we went through a lot of baby wipes in 13 years. Um, and so that was, there's baby wipes at my front door, at my back door. And when the other two dogs, Indiana and Henry, they go outside and play and run around. She was, it's too hot right now. She's too old. She'd always be in here with me. And it is. Very difficult to be here and not have her here. I keep looking like, oh, what about Izzy? Oh, nope, Izzy's not here. And the way that it happened, I'm struggling with as well. Um, so if there are any vets or vet techs or, or animal experts out there, who have an opinion on this? I'd be curious to hear. My vet already shared his opinion, but um, about three months ago, she got a really horrible rash on her back, and for for 13 years old, this dog had no rashes, no no health problems really. Her her bones and her joints hurt, and uh, two years ago or so um, in Atlanta, a vet had said, you know. I feel some tumors, they might be nothing, but they might be cancer. And I was like, well, I'm not, I don't wanna know. I'm not gonna put her through chemo and radiation at, you know, she was 10 years old at that point. But she's ha- she hasn't had any glaring health problems. But uh, a, a couple of months ago, she started to get, lose her hair on her back and get this really weird looking horrible rash. And I tried t- different creams and stuff and it just, it wasn't going away. And so I found a vet that will come to your home here in Tucson because she's been struggle, struggling with walking for a little while now. Um, some days she, she's okay. A lot of days she's she's moving real slowly, and you can tell it's not super comfortable, but this dog would never let you know when she's in pain. She's such a little strong, strong little dog. Never cried, never really barked. Um so the vet the vet came and saw her uh, back in May I think, and he said I think she has he took some blood, he looked at the rash on her back, and he said I think she has something called Cushing's disease. He said there's I guess two different kinds, uh, and he said you know we can we can narrow down exactly which kind and and know one hundred million percent that this is it said but we'll have to do like five rounds of drawing blood in one day he said or we can try to treat this and assume that it is Cushing's and treat it with a low dose medicine and you know see if it works if it improves Um, because he was saying her belly was just so filled with like fluid and water and so this medicine apparently would help her drink less and pee less she should he said it would help with less accidents in the house I mean, this. she drank a lot. I always assumed it was just because she was thirsty. It's hot. She's a bulldog. Um, but apparently it was this disease because I put her on the medication, and, and pretty quickly it, it did help. Her stomach kind of deflated a little bit. She was drinking less, far less accidents. And he also put her on some anti-inflammatories because she was – he, like, moved her legs, and he was like, there, there's no – These, this is bone on bone here. She, you need to give her something to help with some of that pain. So, I started on all that medication back in May, and um, and she was doing better, you know. Definitely, I've we've noticed we pick her up to put her in the car, or she's having, I couldn't stop her from getting on the couch. I mean, she has orthopedic dog beds and everything, but she still kind of like throws her little body up there on the couch, but she was having a lot more trouble with it the past few weeks. And when I would help her or pick her up, she would kind of like bark or nip at me, which she's never done. She's never nipped, bitten, nothing at anyone ever. Um, And so that told me that she is in pain. But she would still, you know, jump off the couch and wiggle around, get all excited when I came home from somewhere. And in the backyard, she wouldn't really run around, but Even just a couple days, like earlier last week, she would get on the fake grass that I have and roll on her back. And the past few weeks, maybe not even, I'd say two weeks, Indiana, the new puppy, who is now taller, or was taller than Izzy, she loves his, Izzy, I don't think really cared for her ever, but they were fine together. Indiana would even come and lick Izzy's eyes and ears, and Izzy would let her, and then Izzy would kind of, like, try to bark, but just kind of, like, at her, and Indiana would leave her alone. But in the past two to three weeks, maybe, Indiana started doing something, and I don't know if Izzy was, like, giving her Indiana a look, giving her a growl. Izzy didn't really care for Indiana, but she didn't ever do anything. Um, but so I think it started where they both wanted a piece of ice that was on the floor. Uh, but after that, there was really no, no reason for this, but Indi- they would fight. They would kind of fight. And to me, it looked like Indiana started it. She would stand over Izzy and then just, they would go at it like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and it, Izzy is not a stable dog in terms of being able to like hold herself up. So she would always end up kind of being pushed over onto the floor, and India would be on top of her. And, you know, like I said, I'm never not around these dogs, so I would pull, Indi- pull Indiana off right away, reprimand her, and put her outside. Izzy was always fine. It was, you know, I didn't know, I don't know what started it. I didn't know how to prevent it, um, except for just watching them carefully and making sure that, if that happened that we got them apart from each other quick enough it just never seemed that serious and Izzy really never seemed bothered by it and then friday night no thursday night me and mark and all three dogs Izzy, Indiana and Henry were all outside on the fake grass playing around and it happened i don't i don't know why i don't know if Izzy nipped at Indiana and Indiana was I have no idea but we got Indiana off pretty quickly but she did like nip Izzy's ear so Izzy had a little cut in her ear and I brought Izzy I picked Izzy up brought her inside she was she was stressed out this for whatever reason this particular time and they've done it maybe six or seven times over the past few weeks She was stressed out because she started, like her breathing wouldn't calm down. It was a a much more labored, weird breathing. And uh, about two hours later, you know, I had her inside. I had them separated. Indiana went in her crate and stayed there all night. And I slept on the floor with Izzy. And after a few hours she got up, she threw up her dinner So I initially thought maybe it was like, you know how bigger dogs can flip their stomachs, kind of? Like if they get stressed out, their stomachs can turn over and that is very dangerous. Um, So I thought maybe it was that. But if if you're expelling food when you throw up, then that can't be it because you wouldn't be able to do that, I guess, if your stomach flips. So she threw up. She got up, I brought her water in the bedroom, she drank some water. You know, she was not she was not doing well, but I I wasn't sure how not well. And from what I could see, aside from having a small little like nip in her ear, I it, you know, she was totally fine otherwise, ap- appeared to be totally fine. But later that night, when she went out front, she liked to pee out front on the driveway sometimes. She didn't pee, she just laid down. And she had never done that before. And I don't know, I just knew something was not right. But it was like, I don't know, one o'clock in the morning at this point. And I was hoping maybe she would just, she was just stressed out and worked up. so. I slept with her the next morning, she seemed about the same, and drank some water, but then threw up, and so I called the vet, and I told him, I don't know what's happening, she seemed okay yesterday, she seemed okay up until this fight with Indiana, and when I say okay, she's old, she, I, I knew this was coming, the vet told me the last time he saw her, he's He didn't think he'd ever seen a bulldog that had lived this long. And that I needed to prepare myself for knowing when the right time would be. But this was a little unexpected because of how quickly it happened. He came over Friday. He looked at her and he felt her stomach. And I explained to him what happened with Indiana and i was like is this is this what, why she's seemingly not well right now maybe we have to put her to sleep and he assured me multiple times that he felt like a bit something in her lower belly and he said this something is enlarged here he said it, and he looked at her gums and they were almost white he said i think she has some internal bleeding and this whatever this is it's been growing for a while and he said so your options are that we do a we'd have to do x-rays and diagnostic testing to figure out what it is and or we don't because she's she's not doing well he said her heart rate was double what it should be and he said that whatever was happening internally, whether it be a tumor or some type of internal, he thought it was like a pocket of blood that maybe had kind of leaked. I'm not explaining it well, but I I was obviously very distraught at the time that he was telling me all this, and I not only was mad at myself, for letting indiana be around her but i'm very mad at indiana and i said to mark before the vet came over if it, if the vet tells me that this okay. is because of indiana i can't have that dog i cannot be around that dog anymore and if you know me you know i would never give a dog away uh i, I would never So the vet, but the vet assured me, he said, Look, what happened last night, it may have sped this up, but this was going to happen sooner than later. And so it may not have happened today if the fight last night didn't happen. But this, whatever's going on internally, has been growing for a while. So that may have expedited it, but it was going to happen anyways. You know, in his opinion, without doing X-rays and a bunch of testing, which you know, I knew, I'm not going to do that. I would never put her through that at this point. So, I knew the right thing to do was to put her to sleep, and so we did. Here, she was here at home. She was in my arms. Mark was here, and I know. Based on her condition right then, that was the right thing to do. But I am really having a hard time coming to terms with that. If that little incident with Indiana hadn't happened on Thursday night, that she would still be here. Maybe not for long, but that she would still be here. And I'm, I really don't want to blame Indiana. I'd rather blame myself, which I do, but I'm finding it very hard. I feel guilty even being nice to Indiana or showing her any kind of affection. I mean, I'm feeding her, and obviously I'm not being mean to her. I would never do that, but I am struggling to um, to not blame her. And I don't know how to get past that. So if anyone has any great advice, you know, I keep telling myself this was coming. I knew this was coming. And maybe it's better that it was expedited because Izzy may have lived for another two weeks or three weeks or month or who knows. And she may have been in pain and I wouldn't have necessarily been aware of it. So maybe this was better. And it happened at a time when Mark was here, I wasn't alone. The vet was available and able to come over right away. Unfortunately, Jenna's not here, which is tough, but. And that she's not in pain anymore. You know, I've I've told myself all of those things, but I am finding it very hard to move forward. And I, I mean, this just happened Friday afternoon, evening, but, um. Yeah, if anybody has any any wise words or bits of advice on how to not only work past some, you know, how this occurred with Indiana, but just how to um, get back to get back to life without crying ten times a day. And I'm sure there are people out there who are rolling their eyes like it's a dog. Come on. But like I said, she was she was my little companion. She was my my other half. Like I feel like I'm missing something all the time now. And I just I just miss her. I miss her a lot. And Even I feel kind of silly being so upset because, like I said, losing a parent or a child, I'd imagine, are two of the biggest losses and the most painful. And somehow I've also never felt such a kind of deep, deep sadness and missing before. So I probably should stop. I feel like there was... Other things I wanted to say about her and about all of this, um, I just wanted to try to talk a little bit about the, the happy memories I have with her. Uh, I said to Mark, this dog has been more places than you have. She's been all over Florida, both, both the East Coast and West Coast of Florida, Gulf of Mexico, Mississippi, Louisiana, all through Texas. I mean, we've stopped all these places. Um, Alamogordo New Mexico which I loved she's been to LA she's been stayed in the Hollywood Hills she's walked down the Hollywood Walk of Stars I mean she's been to Colorado in the snow at the ocean at lakes I mean she's been everywhere and she's loved it and so I know she had a really good life but I do feel a little bit like I failed her in the end and I am struggling with Hence this very depressing little solo episode today and why I haven't put out another episode uh, uh, or edited it. But I have said from the beginning, I will always be very honest with you guys. And this is perhaps too honest, but um, there we have it. And I really, I really would love to hear from anyone who, you know, I think the only way, what I learned in the past with grief is the only, there's no way around it. You just have to go through it and that slowly, slowly, slowly it gets better. Um, But I don't know, maybe somebody has some, some advice that would be helpful. And I have not checked the messages on Patreon or Instagram. Um, I'm sure I you know I, I glanced and saw that people have said very sweet things and sent their condolences, and I am so grateful for that. but um, it took a lot for me to even get that picture up there because I'm tr- having trouble looking at pictures of her and stuff. And, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do this, talk about her like this yesterday. So I do know every day it'll get a little bit better. But, um, yeah. So I, but thank you for every anyone and everyone who has sent their condolences and kind words. I, I do appreciate it. And I will at some point f- hopefully be um, uh, stable enough to open them and respond and I will get the episode with Mark all edited and done for next week. And then at some point we'll, you know, we'll do two episodes in a week or something to make up for this. I do apologize again. And I hope that you guys understand and that this was not too depressing or awful to listen to with my voice and whatnot. Although it sounds like it's gotten better. And, um, yeah. my when my mom died i wrote i wrote her a letter after she had died a few months after she had died to just try to work through some of the grief and i actually published it i, I have a medium i haven't written on it in years but a medium like a site which is like uh it's like instagram but for personal personal essays instead of pictures uh and people really responded to it, and they said it helped them to hear what someone else went through and how they dealt with it, and all the feelings that kind of go with it. So, selfishly, I thought maybe doing this—I'm not going to write Izzy a letter—but um, I thought maybe doing this would 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 be helpful for me, and would put something out in the world um, that keeps her memory alive. And I know so many people that have met her have also reached out, old friends, old acquaintances. Um, She touched a lot of people's lives. And I'm going to miss her a lot. So thank you guys for listening and understanding. And again, apologies for not editing. I don't even think I'm going to put music on this. I'm just going to Pop it out of my recorder, post it up, and um, and hopefully in a few days I will be back to a more functioning level, and get some some actual true crime out out for you guys. Okay, thanks, guys.